Section 85 of Egypt, Africa, and Arabia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. The World Story, Volume 3, Egypt, Africa, and Arabia. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 85. Mohammed, about 570 to 632. By Eva March Tappan. Mohammed was born in Mecca in Arabia, and he became so famous when a man that the people who knew him as a boy came to believe in many wonderful things as having happened to him when he was small. It was said that the sheep bowed to him as he passed by, and that even the moon stooped from her place in the heavens to do him honor. While he was in the house of his nurse, so the legend says, her well never dried, and her pastures were always fresh and green. The little boy soon lost both father and mother, and was brought up in the house of his uncle. He must have been a most lovable boy, for everyone seems to have been kind to him. This uncle held an office of great honor. He was guardian of a certain black stone which, it was said, the angel Gabriel had given to Abraham. The stone was built into the outer wall of the Kaaba, a little square temple which the Arabians looked upon as especially holy. Most of them were worshippers of idols, and the Kaaba was the home of enough idols to provide a different one for every day in the year. Throngs of pilgrims journeyed to Mecca to kiss the stone and worship in the Kaaba, and the boy must have heard marvelous tales of the strange places from which they came. His uncle was a merchant and used to go with caravans to Syria and elsewhere to get goods. When Mohammed was twelve years old, he begged earnestly to be allowed to go with him. The uncle said no. Then the boy pleaded, But, my uncle, who will take care of me when you are gone? The tender-hearted man could not refuse any longer, and Mohammed went on his first journey. After this he always traveled with his uncle, and when the uncle went out to help his tribe fight another one, he became the uncle's armor-bearer. He learned about life in a caravan, and about buying and selling goods, and while he was hardly more than a boy, he was often employed by merchants to go on such trips as their agent. At length he was engaged by a wealthy widow named Khadija, to manage the large business which the death of her husband had left her in charge. She became more and more pleased with the young man, and after a while she sent a trusty slave to offer him her hand. He was surprised, but not at all unwilling and soon there was a generous wedding feast with music and dancing. The house was open to all who chose to come, and a camel was killed that its flesh might be given to the poor. Mohammed thought much about religious questions. He came to believe that his people were wrong in worshipping idols, and that there was only one true God. He used to go to a cavern a few miles from Mecca to pray and meditate. One month in every year he gave up entirely to this. After a while, he began to have strange dreams and visions. In one of these, he thought the angel Gabriel held before him a silken cloth on which there was a golden writing and bade him read it. But I do not know how to read, replied Mohammed. Read in the name of the Most High, said the angel. And suddenly the power to read the letters came to him, and he found the writings were commands of God. Then the angel declared, Thou art the prophet of God. Mohammed told, Khadijah of his vision, and she believed 
that the angel had really come to him. After a little, he began to preach wherever people would listen. A few believed in him, but most people only laughed at his story. Still, he kept on preaching, and after a while, although he had but few followers in Mecca, there were many in Medina who had come to believe that he was the prophet of God. He decided that it was best for him to go to them, and in the year 622, he and a few friends escaped from their enemies in Mecca and went to Medina. This is called the Hagira, or flight. To this day, Mohammedans do not count the years from the birth of Christ, but from the Hagira. As soon as the prophet was in Medina, his followers began to build a mosque, or place for prayer, in which he might preach. They made the walls of earth and brick. The pillars were the trunks of palm trees, and the roof was formed of their branches, with a thatch of leaves. He decided that his disciples should be called to prayer five times a day, and after all these centuries the call, or muzin, is still heard in the east from some minaret of each mosque. God is great. There is no God but God. Muhammad is the apostle of God. Come to prayers. Come to prayers. At dawn the crier adds, Prayer is better than sleep. Every true Muslim, as followers of Muhammad are called, is bound to obey this rule of prayer, and as he prays he must turn his face toward Mecca. He is also commanded to make at least one pilgrimage to Mecca before he dies, and to kiss the sacred black stone. It is still in the wall of the Kaaba, but the Kaaba itself is now within a mosque so large that it will hold 35,000 persons. It is probable that Muhammad never learned to read or write, but his followers jotted down his words on bits of palm leaves or skins or even the shoulder blades of animals, and many of them they learned by heart. After the death of the prophet, the caliphs, as his successors were called, collected these sayings and arranged them in a book called the Koran, which is the sacred volume of the Muslims. For a long while, Muhammad preached peace and gentleness and charity, and he won many followers. Then he came to believe that if people would not obey his teachings, it was right to make war upon them. He marched against Mecca with a large army of his disciples, and soon captured it. After a time, either by preaching or by fighting, the Mohammedans, or Muslims, became the rulers of all Arabia. After the death of their prophet, they continued their conquests. They overcame Syria, Persia, Egypt, northern Africa, and Spain. A little later, they swarmed over the Pyrenees mountains and pushed on as far north as Tours. In 732, just 100 years after the death of Muhammad, the Mohammedans and the Franks met in battle on the plain of Tours. And after a terrible combat, the Mohammedans were so completely overwhelmed that they retreated toward Spain and never again tried to conquer the land of the Franks. End of section 85. This recording is in the public domain.